This program is part of the Infinite Potato Alliance. Visit us at infinitepotato.com. Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? Attention, whoever you are, this channel is reserved for emergency calls only. Do I sound like I'm wearing a pizza? Hold on to your butt. And here we go. From the historic Infinite Potato Studios, this is Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Hasta la vista, baby. Join us as we dive deep into all fandoms and genres of cinema and television. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. No gatekeeping. No toxic fandom. And monkeys might fly out of my butt. Now, only inches from a tall glass of Diet Mountain Dew. Just give me something without any sugar in it, okay? Here is your host, Sean Ray. Sean. Shawnee, if you're feeling a little loose. Never the Sean dog, because that's just lame. And I've never been one to chase balls. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. All right, it was a miracle. Can we go now? Keep the change, you filthy animal. All right. So uh, this is a episode where we're just going to kind of talk about some things going on in uh, in the news and some things that we've been watching. Let me introduce everybody that's here tonight. Scott, how are you, sir? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Virginia's here as well. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. And Rick, how are you, sir? We are all kosh. <laughs> um, a couple of news stories that I came across uh, that I wanted to mention. The first one is that there, there is evidently going to be a Squid Game season two. Now, you guys never watched Squid Game, right? None of you. Scott, you yeah. watched it. Okay. Shane and I started actually watching it yesterday, and I got through 1.5 episodes, and I was like, I don't think this is for me at all. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> yeah. um, speaking to the Associated Press, the guy that uh, wrote, that created the first season, he said, uh, so there's been so much pressure and so much demand and so much love for a second season, I almost feel like you leave us no choice, but I'll say that there will indeed be a second season. It's in my head right now. I'm in the planning process currently, but I do think it's too early to say how and when that's going to happen. So there's no telling when we're actually going to see a season two, but as, um, as popular as it was, I think it would be incentive for them to do it sooner rather than later. Uh, Strike while the iron is hot, so to speak. Um, The other thing. So Bruce Campbell says a good start yeah bruce campbell says (laughs) yeah there's not going to be any more evil dead not with me in it anyway um and i read the story and the story is basically i'm getting too old for this shit (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's basically what he said he said uh he's uh i mean he's in his 60s you know so he said that when he uh was doing that that series on stars the ash versus the evil dead he said it was a, it was a great show. It was a show that I'm glad that we did. But I was in so much pain every day. You know, I was calling director saying, "Look, I know I'm supposed to run today. My knees are shot. I can't run. You're going to have to keep the the stunt guy close by or, or whatever, you know." So, 
So he basically said, if there is an evil dead uh, in the future, it's going to be either someone else playing Ash or it's going to be a reboot or something like that. So, cause I'm not going to be in it <laughs> and I can't blame him. You know, I can't blame him for that. He's was it, was it Sam Raimi who, who directed all of the evil dead movies? Yeah. And, yeah. and has repeatedly told, said that he, he went out of his way to torture Campbell whenever he could. <laughs> well, I, I think that Raimi likes to do that in general. I mean, he was doing the same thing to Tobey Maguire. Uh, uh, in the Spider-Man movies, mm. um, yeah. it was. I I think it's in um, in the first Spider-Man, uh, but Tobey Maguire has to like uh, crouch down uh, to the ground. It's an outdoor scene. Uh, I think it's like picking up his books or something like that. And while he's down there, uh, the camera just holds on Peter Parker while he's getting like knocked about by some book bags. Just people walking by the just aren't paying attention. So he's getting socked by book, book bags. Yeah. And Sam Raimi is one of the people holding a book bag. <laughs> so, you know, just watch the shot. And if you see a book bag, just, just clock Toby Maguire right in the <laughs> side of the head. Solid. Yeah. That's Sam Raimi making sure that he gets a good whack in with a, with, with a book bag. Um, and if you watch the outtakes, uh, the book bag comes by and the strap of the book bag catches toby and just like yeah just pulls around to the side. that's sam raimi wow so he he likes doing that sort of thing uh on on set um but with with, with bruce campbell i i can't fault the guy i mean he's been he's been working forever um and i think it was he he was on a somewhat recent episode of inside of you with michael rosenbaum never heard of that what's it on um it's podcast podcast yeah. oh okay um, oh, that's right you listen to 400 podcasts a day yeah pretty much <laughs> um so he was on michael rosenbaum's podcast and uh talking about how he's you know really just he's not doing all that much acting anymore he's i can't remember what state he's in but he essentially you know, you know lives lives up a goddamn mountain uh just a fairly remote living and he's doing a lot of writing and not as much acting. And it sounds like he's really, really happy. You know what? If I had half of Campbell's money, I would not be doing shit either. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you don't have to be an A-list actor to make a pretty good living, uh, making movies and you make a few movies and you got enough money to where you feel like you could live comfortably. More power to you. Yeah, well, Campbell's just... got more than one book out now, doesn't he? Uh, oh, he he's got uh, at, at least three, and there's um, um, uh, t- t- um, Chin. He, he's got if Chins he's could got... kill was his first one. Yeah, if Chins could kill, and then uh, which I read and is a fantastic book. And then Hail to the Chin is the the follow up, which I have. Oh, on, okay. On the book I, I really need to catch up on Hail to the Chin. <laughs> Um, so that's at least two. And I, I, I know he's got, uh, I think he's got at, at least one more beyond those. Um, Let me see. And I think he's also like, you know, writing some screenplays as well. Um, and he's just a nice guy. Jesus, you know, yeah. for, for given the, 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 the genre of the business he's in and all of the crap he's had to take, he's just a really cool dude. 
He wrote a book called If Chins Could Kill, Hell to the Chin. Um, his third book was Hell to the Chin, Further Confessions of a B-Movie Actor. Yeah. His <laughs> next book fine. is going to be called Make Love the Bruce Campbell Way. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, All right. The next story that I had kind of goes along with uh, what we've been watching. Has everyone on this panel seen Ghostbusters Afterlife? Yes. No. Oh, okay. Okay. Talk about it. I will talk about it without spoiling. Uh, just suffice to say, it's really good. You can imagine what John would have to say to to what you just. <laughs> yeah, said. I had I had lunch, but John was in town for uh for um Thanksgiving, and I had lunch with him yesterday, <laughs> and thankfully he had seen the movie the night before, so we we're actually able to talk about it. Um. But yeah, it's it's a it's a great uh follow up to the first. It's kind of, it's a sequel to the first film. Um and uh, I'm not I'm not even going to talk about it really because it's there's a I can, it's too easy to give stuff away. I will say that uh it is kind of slow in the first half. The first half of the movie is pretty slow. I uh, I, I think you're being generous. I think there are pacing problems all through the film. That was my only problem with it. Yeah. It it pick, it picks up. It picks it goes, up. Yeah. Zoom, 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 zoom. Drag. Zoom, zoom, drag. <laughs> you know, it it's it, it could have I I you know, I I've said this and I'm not going to I'm I'm I don't want to sidetrack what you're what you're about to talk about and I'm certainly not going to spoil the film. I thoroughly enjoyed it. But I've noticed with some of these films that like should have been released a year ago and have sat in, in COVID uh, limbo, mm-hmm. you know, you want to say it could have done with, an, with one more pass through the editing room, but maybe this one went through the editing room a little too many times because nobody had anything else to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it just, it it's, there's something off about it at some points. Yeah. It's still, it's still a great movie and I loved it. Um, but there are just some moments that just drag in weird ways. And I, I, I can't really go into any more specifics without spoiling, but it's just the, the pacing gets so bizarre. Sometimes I will say if you're, if you're not, if you've never seen ghostbusters, then I mean, don't, it's, it's, it's going to be enjoyable, but there's, there's not going to be really anything. And this is a nostalgia fest really. Uh, so this is a complete pander. Yeah. <laughs> As I've always said, I'm perfectly fine with being pandered to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the story that I brought up was that. Uh, is it Jason Reitman that directed? Yeah. It? yeah. Yeah. Jason Reitman directed this film and uh, Ivan's son. Yeah. Ivan's son. Yeah. And Ivan was like an executive producer on the film because I, I, I saw an interview with Jason Reitman where he was talking about it's really hard to direct the Ghostbusters film with my dad on set, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but um, he said in a uh, interview on a podcast, I think it's the happy sad confused podcast was the name of it. He kind of co- confirmed that there will be a tie to if they do a sequel to afterlife, which they probably will. There's no doubt they will. <laughs> there will be a tie to Ghostbusters too, because he says that um, 
he, he can see a sequel having an appearance from Vigo the Carpathian because he can say that's not I mean it, is that the only painting of Vigo the Carpathian no there's probably more paintings of him you know he could live in another painting <laughs> maybe there's a painting with him on a horse <laughs> you know I mean, I'd have to watch that movie again I only saw it once and I was tripping balls at the time <laughs> Yeah, I know. I've heard you. I've heard you say before how terrible the movie is, and then you say I've only seen it once, and I was tripping at the time. It's like then you don't know that it's bad. <laughs> I didn't say it was bad, but I've you heard know, you say before that it was bad I, because of I, Egon's what, hair and and all that kind of stuff. You know? I, no, I, I I didn't say it was bad. I just said I didn't care for the fact that they they totally went the cartoon with the with the second movie. Yeah, but, but if, okay, I'm assuming I'm the only one on this panel that's ever dropped acid. Um, Maybe not. All right, cool. Everything well, <laughs> is fun when you're tripping. And that movie was not complete. You know, I didn't dislike it, but it was like, oh, please. So anyway, carry on. Well, I will say it, that, that I, might be on my bucket list. I don't know. I, I was uh, 13 and saw it in the theater when it came out. 1989 was a big was a big year for me because it was Ghostbusters 2. Batman came out that year. Uh or something else. I think one of the Ernest movies came out that year or something. <laughs> so you know, I was maybe in the theater a lot. That you were about to say, well, I was 13 and I did my first hit of acid. No, like. <laughs> no never done that. <laughs> if I had seen Ghostbusters 2 when I was 13, I probably would have liked it a lot more. I'll, I'll, I'll grant you that. Yeah, but see, I grew up watching the cartoon. So I was watching the cartoon from, the, from when it started. So yeah. um, I saw the cartoon before I saw the first movie. That's just a money thing. Yeah, they had this po- popular cartoon. Of course, they're going to bring in aspects of it to the to the movie. Plus, I mean, they knew kids were going to be watching it because of the cartoon, and then they had the the Nintendo joystick there too. You know, like, I've got one of those. I've got one of those at home. <laughs> and uh, steering the Statue of Liberty around with a Nintendo joystick. But. And you know what? I, like, like, I, like you know, I only saw it that one time. I met, you know, I. I haven't watched it since. Maybe I should. Maybe I'll like it a lot more. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. I'm- I mean, it's really got a lot of... If you watch them back-to-back, which they tend to show them back-to-back on cable, you'll notice that it's it's got the same marks. You know, it's like they're hitting the same marks. Like, oh, the first movie did this. Well, with the second movie, we're going to do all the same things. We're just going to change little bits and pieces here and there. So, which is one of the reasons why usually in my opinion, comedy sequels don't work because like Wayne's world two is garbage. And Wayne's world is, is a classic because Wayne's world two, they went do all of those jokes again. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Austin, Austin powers did it. Three times, and, yeah, and and I didn't even mm-hmm. uh, I didn't even bother with Aust- with Goldmember. <laughs> Oddly enough, I think Goldmember is my favorite. Yeah, Goldmember is pretty just, funny. Yeah, I, all, all the jokes, yeah, you know, it, it's all the same style of joke, even if like the the punchlines might be slightly different. It's all the it's just more servings of the same flavors, but for some reason, the the deliveries in Goldmember are are just right that they 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 hit that funny note just a little bit sharper than than the previous two i find it uh, more quotable than, than yeah. the first two i also think that michael kane adds a, a yeah a michael nice, kane's in it that's pretty good a, a nice hint of hint of class yeah mike myers is playing four characters 
Is he? <laughs> I mean, he plays Austin Powers and Doctor Evil anyway, but then he plays Goldmember, and he's he still plays Fat Bastard in that in that one too, see, right? Fat Bastard was one of the reasons why I despised the second movie because it was just so <laughs> goddamn disgusting. Yeah, it was um, disgusting, but <laughs> and and you know what? I love Heather Graham, and even she couldn't save Austin Powers two for me. <laughs> <laughs> How about no, you crazy gold bastard? <laughs> All right, uh, what was that, Scott? Not gold. It was Dutch. Yeah, well, <laughs> you crazy not to, Dutch bastard. Try not to make it racist. <laughs> but that being said. Ghostbusters Afterlife, and I'm, I'm not going to get into any details, but great movie. Pacing problems, yeah. Um, if you are a fan of the original, bring some tissues. Mm. I, it was funny. I, I even said this on 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 Facebook, and and he re, he answered me about it because I was watching it, and there were moments where I was just choking up. You know, yeah, big shock. Rick cried. Um, you know, I was choking up at his choke, and there were times when I was like. This scene is making me verklempt. This must have absolutely killed Brock Parker. And he was like, yeah, I was a wreck after the first time I saw the movie. He has seen it six times. I'm not surprised. (laughs) He saw it four times the weekend that it opened. And then he went and saw it again with his kids this weekend. And then the Alabama Ghostbusters had a private screening yesterday, (laughs) I think. So, and you know what? This, this actually, this movie is a landmark for us because, um, I was looking, I, I, it, I was like trying to figure out when we, when my wife and I could go see it. And I was trying to figure out when my, our eldest wasn't working so that she could watch Sharon. So we could go to this movie. And then I remembered, wait a minute, Sharon has seen Ghostbusters. She's seen all the cartoons. I don't think she's seen Ghostbusters too. Um, so I was like, wait a minute. And I called home and I was like, ask her if she wants to see Ghostbusters Afterlife. And her comment was, I've been waiting so long to see this movie. <laughs> She's 10. We She's took, been so we took Jacob because we went to see it at the drive-in and we could not get any. We could My daughter was busy, so she couldn't watch him. So we made a decision to take him with us. And I was kind of worried about it a little bit because when I was a kid, the, the library ghost scared the crap out of me. Mm. in the at, at the beginning of the movie so i was afraid that they might show something that might scare him uh but he fell asleep in the first 30 minutes so <laughs> so it was fine well but but the, the 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 point is that this was the first movie that sharon and emily and i all went to see together mm-hmm. because there have been tons of movies emily would take sharon to see this i would take sharon to see that but the three of us haven't this is the first time we'd all gone to the movies together. Mm, yeah. That's nice. Yeah, that's and you cute. were right. It is cheaper to rent a movie for 30 bucks. <laughs> You're going to take the whole damn family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I said, we went to see it at the drive-in. So I was, <laughs> we went to McDonald's before we got there. And yeah. Just... Oh, we got $35 worth of food. It was terrible. <laughs> all right. So um, stuff we've been watching. Rick, what's something that you've been watching lately? I'm so bummed that John isn't here because he would he is totally warranted in gloating over this. I am six and a half episodes into Cowboy Bebop and loving this show. I haven't watched any of it yet. So um 
the only downside to it is at the end of every episode, no matter how full I still am from dinner, I want noodles. And I've never had any of the Japanese noodles that they're always eating in the show, but they look so good. Um, what kind of noodles are they? Like I have ramen? no idea. I don't know, but they look great. And, um, <laughs> but uh, I, I was telling my, my wife is a fan of anime and um, you know, she's, she she's never like pestered me to watch stuff. She she respects the fact that I I don't particularly care for anime. Um, but I don't I don't I, I told her tonight I don't think she will like this because there's very little anime about this live action rendition of Cowboy Bebop. Um, it's it's more hard sci fi with a seventies black exploitation film aesthetic. Um. But uh, we were talking about how I always kind of suspected that John Cho was terribly wasted in the Star Trek films. They just didn't let him do much of anything at all. Uh, he's incredible. Oh, John Cho's uh, great. Yeah. And and that's exactly what she said. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, this is the only thing I've ever seen him in other than Star Trek. Never uh, seen any Harold and Kumar movies. I saw the first one. Oh, that's right. He's he's yeah. Kumar, yeah. isn't he? No, he's no, Harold. he's Harold. He's Harold. Okay, well, that was how long ago? <laughs> um, but uh, I'm really enjoying the show. Uh, I, I, I like, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm well. Actually, I'm five and a half episodes in. I started to watch the sixth episode this morning, and then realized I was late, and and I so I only got like halfway through it. But uh, it's 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 tons of fun, and I I'm really enjoying the the kind of retro. Uh, aesthetic to it. Have any of y'all watched any of it? No. Okay. Uh, it's on Netflix and um, I, I highly recommend it. Yeah. I'm going to watch it. I've, but I've never watched any of the anime. Uh, John was talking about it yesterday um, and recommending to watch it. I, I will eventually, but I did watch a bunch of the anime and I honestly, I don't remember any of the storylines. I just remember it got really repetitive and I got bored with it. Um, but that is not the case with, with this show. Okay. Virginia, what about you? What are you watching? Well, I'm not watching a whole lot of new stuff. I have been watching Babylon five. I just finished season two yesterday, the day before it's flipping bonkers. I really <laughs> enjoying it. So don't spoil anything for me. I just started season three earlier today. Oh, okay. Um, also watching, my, my best friend and I have been virtually watching uh, this anime called Dura 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 Rura. It's, some, it's supposed to be how the motorcycle sounds, but I don't know how to pronounce it. Oh. <laughs> but it's like this bizarre sort of, like Celtic headless horsewoman is searching the globe for her head and ends up in Japan riding a motorcycle instead of a horse. <laughs> it's really strange, but it's it's very interesting. So that's all. <laughs> Not very interesting. <laughs> Scott, what about you? What are you watching? Uh, I, I've been watching quite a bit, actually. Um, now, it, reaching back a couple weeks, I can't remember if I discussed it on this show, but did I talk to you guys about Dave Makes a Maze? Yes. Yes. Okay. I right, still so. haven't watched it yet. 
but you you made a very strong point that it should be watched. Uh, excellent. Um, so I'll skip over that one. Um, in preparation for listening to an episode of uh, the podcast, We Hate Movies, I did watch for the first time in uh, for the first time in 25 years, give or take, uh, I watched the one and only uh, starring vehicle for Carrot Top, <laughs> chairman of the board. Yeah. <laughs> or uh as as the late great norm mcdonald said that it, it might as well be called during an interview on conan o'brien box office poison i've never seen it but i, I remember when it came out and i remember seeing it in the video store a thousand it's, times it's not good it's not good but uh, I watched it just so I could listen to the podcast about it. And they were very funny and tearing that movie apart. <clears throat> but no, Carrot Top went to the same college I did, uh, but he didn't finish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, some of the newer stuff that I have uh, grabbed recently, I watched one of the uh, frighteningly common these days, uh, direct to streaming Bruce Willis movies. <laughs> he did a film with um, Neil McDonough and a bunch of uh, no names that you've never heard of called Apex. It is, it's a riff on the most dangerous game or hard target where it's a, you know, a, a bunch of elites are hunting uh, one lone uh, tough guy. And Bruce Willis is that tough guy. He is uh, the prey in this in this hunt as he's trying to survive in the woods uh, while people with a bunch of guns and uh, a great advantage are trying to take him out. Uh, I'm not going to bother worrying about spoilers because it doesn't matter. Because this movie a lot of is bald stuntmen running through the bo- through the woods, <laughs> being filmed from behind. No, not <laughs> even that. Not even that. Um. Because they they lay it out pretty clearly. This character, he ain't going to run. He ain't going to run nowhere. (laughs) He's just casually loping through the forest. He technically gets into one fight that lasts maybe about three moves. You see Bruce Willis fire a pistol one time. Uh, He dodges, swings, catches a knife one time. And then any other killing that is done, you're lucky if you see his character from the waist up. You just see him walking back and forth to to a bag of guns, and then you see explosions, and then you see legs come by, and then explosions. (laughs) It would be difficult for me to imagine a film project where Bruce Willis did less. I just... He, he's he's barely there. He's leaning or sitting most of the time. And I have my doubts that he was even in the area of where they were filming at the same time as anyone else. Yeah, he's even been doing climax, that a lot lately. Even the climax of the movie, where it's him facing off against Neil McDonough, it's clear they are nowhere near each other. The characters are in the same room, 
but we'll just put it this way. Bruce Willis is the only one that's obviously standing in front of a green screen. <laughs> and they're never in the same shot together. It's it's shockingly bad. It, it, it's poorly made. It's poorly conceived. Uh, and, and especially poorly written. The reason that his character is able to survive is because I think of the six, five or six people that are hunting him, they end up go- killing each other. Bruce Willis's character doesn't even need to be there. All the bad guys just take each other out. And the reason they do that is because before the hunt even begins, he's on a video conference call with all the, the hunters and the person running the game. And he just happens to ask, can hunters kill other hunters? Well, there are no rules against it. And just him asking that question, all of a sudden the hunters are like, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna kill everybody. <laughs> it's like it never occurred to them before, but he said one thing and they're all like, ah, that's an idea. <laughs> it's a bad movie. Balancing it out, though. Now, I'll, I'll move on to this other one. I'll I can come up with other stuff uh, if we want to do another round, but I, I do want to jump into this one because I want to make sure I mention it because this is actually a really good movie and I recommend that everyone try to watch it. It's an Apple. Um, it's an Apple plus original movie. I think it's, I think they're calling it Apple plus, um, but it, it's a movie by Apple, which I mean, I wouldn't expect a whole lot from, from some with, uh, with that at the beginning um the title of the movie is finch has anyone heard of finch that's a tom hanks robot movie yeah, yeah. i haven't oh, seen yeah. it yet but i, I want to see it i've been wanting to catch it yeah it's that is a solid movie i really really enjoyed it yeah yeah it looks I, good i i recommend everyone here give, give it a give it a watch i i don't want to say too much about it because it, it it's a fairly simple movie uh it's not like you're going to need to, you know, set aside a whole lot of brain power to follow it, but <laughs> it's it's really well done. Uh, it, it looks great. Um, I, Tom Hanks, I, I I have yet to see him in something that I don't like, and he's he's really turning in a a, a strong, solid performance in this. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it it's very well done, um, and even though it's uh, Tom Hanks and a robot. Yeah. You're still going to be shocked with how emotional you feel by the end of it. <laughs> it's, it really is quite good. Yeah. I, I've been wanting to, I, 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 I've been too busy with, with shows uh, at work, <clears throat> excuse me, to keep an eye on the timeline. But once, once the last episode of foundation drops, which it probably has by now, uh, I'm going to do the, uh, the, the free week of Apple, tv plus or whatever and uh and binge through foundation and uh i didn't realize that finch was on that but uh i'll, I'll try to get through that too yeah um i've been watching a pretty good amount of things over the oh especially over the thanksgiving weekend but i finished uh masters of the universe revelation this weekend. i was in the room while emily was watching that and i was <laughs> stunned at the uh I mean, granted, it's it, Kevin Smith is behind it, so I'm not surprised. But this one is not for kids. Yeah, th- this <laughs> especially this second half. 
it got pretty violent. It got pretty violent. And this is definitely made for adults who used to watch He-Man. Yeah. Well, when the, uh, when the, the, when the evil Lynn seduces Skeletor. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I had forgotten how quickly this, uh, uh, this uh, sequel miniseries was, was coming out. Um, until I started seeing posts like over this past week of people talking about it, having seen it. So um, I'm going to have to grab that and give it a watch. And since I, I have the next two days off, I can probably get that knocked out before I have to go back to work. So. Yeah. I mean, it's five episodes and they're 30 minutes each, but they, yeah. Um, yeah, she, she went through it in a whole, in one afternoon and my wife does not particularly binge things. Yeah. Mm, it, it, it's like watching a long movie. I mean, you can, you can watch a, a Marvel movie in, in about as much time as it takes to get through that. Uh, this new he-man series yeah two and a half hours for each part but i think that both parts were made i don't know why they split it up the way they did but you know money it, yeah i mean it worked <laughs> it was but it, i thought it was pretty good i've seen a lot of people online complaining about the same things that they complained about when the first part came out that there's not enough he-man in it uh that it's too woke uh all that kind of stuff but you know yeah, <laughs> it is, uh, it, it, for one thing, He-Man's name is not in the title. It, it's not called He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. There, there's no reason for you to think that, especially if you saw part one, if you saw part one and you saw that He-Man was only in one episode, the Prince Adam was in a couple of episodes, but He-Man himself was only in one episode. Then it's, you know, probably going to be out the same way. You watch part two probably not going to be a whole lot of he-man you know but he does show up you know um i think they made it pretty clear this is a tila series yeah yeah she yeah she was (laughs) which uh, adam was was a pretty pretty big part of the second of the second half so uh, there's a lot of adam there's a lot of skeletor uh and all that but it was clear Mark Hamill was having a blast playing skeletor (laughs) (laughs) uh I like how Skeletor's like his his eyes like move around and stuff, and he's supposed to he's supposed to be a skeleton in his eyes. Well, I like, liked how he didn't have a neck; he just had fire. That was like that was pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> um, I watched a movie on Disney Plus called Home Sweet Home Alone because I had because I had to. Yeah, I, I had to watch it. I just. It was a uh, Thanksgiving are you, night. Are you sure you don't smoke weed, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I like watching things. Uh, no, we were we were uh, finishing up with Thanksgiving. We had already eaten. Uh, there was still my daughter in law was still over here, and um, the baby hadn't gone to sleep yet. So I was trying to watch something until the house was cleared out for me to watch uh, Discovery. So I put Home Sweet Home Alone on and I watched like the first half of it. And then I, I, I finished it up the next day. It is. I'm not I'm not going to recommend it. it's not a good movie. I mean, if you like the first Home Alone movie, just go watch that. This one is it's odd because. So the couple that is supposed to be like the wet bandits of this movie. They're not bad people. They were the dude had lost his job, you know, and uh, and they were doing they were robbing. They weren't really robbing this house. Uh, what happened was there was a doll that they had. It was their doll. 
and uh, they find out that it's worth like a ton of money and they go to get it and it's missing. And through a series of events, they believe that it was stolen by this kid. And so they're going to his house to steal their doll back. You know, they're not trying to rob his house and the kid is an ass. You know, <laughs> he's, he's not a good kid. He's a jerk. But they, uh, so well, that's the same with Macaulay Culkin's character from the original Home Alone. He was, yeah, I, I, the, the entire family was 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 garbage. Yeah, but yeah, pretty he much was the worst. But I told my wife, even as I was watching this, I was like, you know, the the whole Home Alone setup doesn't work in 2021. There's constant communication all the time. There's too many ways that they could get in contact with this kid. I mean, they could send a message to the TV while he's watching it if they wanted to and so have something just pop up. But uh, they they went out of their way to say, well, we don't have a landline. Who has landlines these days? It's like, yeah, but, you know. The, we do. <laughs> the, yeah. <laughs> the whole thing is that the kid uh, was, they had all their family over because they were supposed to be going on a trip to Singapore the next day or something like that. And are these guys all like drug dealers or, or you know, what the hell? <laughs> this is a completely different family. This is not the McAllisters or whatever. But, but the McAllisters, like they have this like 400 room mansion and they're taking 40 people to wherever the hell they went. Yeah, I never figured out what that guy <laughs> did for a living because that house was huge. If you need if you need someone to make if you need someone to make good money in a movie, you just say they're an architect because you never have to actually show them working. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, why the like, guys like, in in Three Men and a Baby had such a such a killer loft. It's because one of them was an architect. It's like Be- Beetlejuice. The the dad was not 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 Alec Baldwin. The the um, Jeffrey the Jones. Deets. Yeah, he was an architect. Yeah, <laughs> or they just say they're in sales, or they're in some kind of development, or you know something like that. Right. <laughs> uh, so anyway, the, the the kid goes into the garage to get away from everybody and he gets in the backseat of the car and he's watching something on his iPad and he falls asleep and he wakes up and everybody's gone, you know, so uh, hijinks ensue because bad parenting is funny. <laughs> if you, if you want to watch <laughs> a good home alone movie, just go back and watch the first one. I can watch that movie over and over and over the second one too. The second one's not bad, but Eat the second change, you filthy animal, but the second one, <laughs> And just makes the family look even worse because they let it happen again. But the, uh, there is one funny thing about this, <laughs> this new one is that they call the police. So the kid calls the police when the, the this man and this woman are trying to break in the first time. The cop that shows up is Buzz McAllister. Like his name tag says McAllister. It's Kevin's older brother. And... uh you know, and he ends up, you know, leaving because he can't find anything wrong or whatever. And and uh, they call the police again later and they call him on the radio and ask him to go by. And he's he's sitting there eating a burrito and he gets on. There's nothing going on at that house. He said, what do what, you need to go by? You know, we just got a call. It's like, look, when I was a kid, my brother got left behind when we went on vacation twice. So. He's the one calling it in. He's just messing with me. <laughs> but I always thought that they should make a sequel to Home Alone with Macaulay Culkin now and make it like a serious movie that's like takes place on Purge Night <laughs> and have Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern breaking into the house 
to try and get him on purge night and then he, you know, takes him out or whatever. But I want to hey, ask y'all a question. Okay. Speaking as the old guy in the group, do any of y'all watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? I watched it this year. I watched I it with Jacob. until the last couple of years. Yeah. No. Okay. I, I'm just curious. The, the reason I'm asking is I used to watch it as a kid because it was the only goddamn thing on mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> on Thanksgiving morning. You know, parents are still asleep because they've got the day off and it starts at like eight o'clock in the morning and there's no cartoons or anything else. So I would watch it. Um, I tried a few years back to find it because, you know, we don't have cable anymore uh, to show Sharon. And I, apparently there was another parade. There's a competing parade. At least it was that year from somewhere else. And it was like, you know, a, an incredibly cheap ripoff of it. Um, no, what, well, what it is, is CBS. So the parade is, uh, is in New York and it's NBC has the license to show the parade up close. And they, they're the ones that show all of the, Broadway numbers and all that kind of stuff. And, and they have their camera set up right there in front of Macy's where everything passes through CBS shows the same parade, but they can't get up close to it, you know? So they're just, they're showing it from the air and from the tops of buildings and stuff, but you're seeing the same parade. It's just when, if you watch it on NBC, you're able to, to see all the, all the Broadway dancing and all that kind of stuff. So, but like, I could not get her interested in it at all. And and I was just curious if people still enjoy it for itself, as opposed to there's absolutely nothing else on and I'm awake and everybody's still asleep and it's not time for breakfast yet. Yeah. No, I put it on every year. Uh, I've al- always tried to get my kids into it. They weren't really interested in it, but I put it on this year. So to try and get Jacob to watch it and he watched some of it, but he's three. I mean, his attention yeah. span is pretty short so when when adira was younger she would watch it because they had a lot of disney people on there like hannah montana and that kind of jam that she was like the perfect age for those performers so like i met her when she was about six or so so from that time until you know i made her watch it when she was a teenager because tradition but um yeah she was really into it when she was younger, but not so much when she got older. Yeah. I wouldn't have minded if Miley Cyrus was in it now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know what I did? And and that, that sounded way grosser than I meant it to be. (laughs) I I admire the hell out of Miley Cyrus. You know, when, when she first kind of came out as Miley, as opposed to the Hannah Montana thing, it just seemed like, Oh, you know, here we go again. But, she's really awesome. You know, her activism is, is great. Her, her, uh, ownership of her brand and her, her body. And they're like, you guys want to see me naked? Fine. Here I am naked. What are you going to do now? (laughs) Um, you know, it, it just, she, she is totally in charge of who she is. And I love, you know, and she actually is a, an amazing performer. I, you know, she's got some songs that I really enjoy. Yeah, um, but she's not really friendly with. She's not really a uh, 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 Thanksgiving parade friendly. No, no. <laughs> but 
there is a a video uh i think it's cracked that did it a while back where um Crack hasn't done anything good in years, but okay. <laughs> when they laid off all their good editors, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It was either Crack or College Humor. Uh, they show clips of Miley Cyrus's uh, video, Wrecking Ball, the Wrecking Ball video. Mm-hmm. And they keep cutting back and forth to the construction workers that are standing on site. And they're like, that's not safe. I mean, she's not wearing any safety gear. She doesn't have safety glasses on her. Oh, ma'am, you've got to put your clothes back on. You can't be anywhere near that wrecking ball. <laughs> no, crack.com used to be awesome. And then they got bought. I don't I don't remember what corporation bought them, but they got bought out and they fired all of the people that made the the the, the channel any good. And then just started doing, you know, top 10 lists and shit. And I haven't been back since. Well, I, they've been using the the listicle model for mm-hmm. for quite a while, but they would have, and and they would um, allow for you know like you know non professionals to submit articles, um, and and they'll pay them. Anyone who wants to enroll in that writing program, you can submit a pitch, and you know if they like it, then you can submit a sample, and then you can try writing the whole article. If you get an article all the way up to publication. They'll put it up there with your name on it and, and you get paid. Um, yeah. But at the same time, they also have their, um, their editors that would uh, write a lot of articles on their own, either, you know, long form comedy or uh, list form articles. Uh, and then on top of all that with the, with the writing, their video production side was growing uh, over the course of many years, you know, short videos, sometimes they would do series Mm-hmm. Um, I love their know, their diner videos were great. And, oh yeah, a- after hours was always the uh, the big favorite. Um, their uh, writer editor Dan O'Brien had a series called um, Obsessive Pop Culture Disorder. Yeah, which mm-hmm. was hilarious. Um, and they, they were doing a, a lot of good stuff. They had a, a comedy news show on there called uh, More News. Mm-hmm. Um. Either that or some news. I can't remember. I think I think it was some news. Um, but then yeah, I think it was like after a second buyout of of the brand, they decided to lay off like everyone that was making money or costing the the company money. Yeah, and they decided just you know let, let's just have like you know user generated content and and pay as little as possible. And they shuttered the entire video division. Um. And I, after hearing about that, I didn't go back to the site, uh, even, not even once after hearing about that. I didn't want them to get a single click. So I just looked up the people from Crack that I enjoyed, and I said, what are they doing now? Okay, so the show, some news. Well, they couldn't do that show because Crack owned it. So the host, who was also the, the main writer, um, and uh, the like co-writer of that, they split off and they started a podcast called some more news yeah <laughs> no no a a that was a, a a youtube channel and the the videos were some more news and now they have a companion podcast for it called even more news hmm. so they they took the concept <clears throat> and they just made it different enough in name that they could legally get away with doing it and separate it from cracked and boom they're doing that yeah um dan o'brien now writes for um Last week uh, tonight with John Oliver mm. and uh, uh, their editor Soren Bowie is 
uh, now a writer on American Dad. And Soren and Dan have their own podcast called Quick Question with Soren and Daniel. It's a really good show. So 401 podcasts a day. So I watched Red Notice, which was good. I mean, it was entertaining enough. It was, um, it's The Rock and Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot. And it's like an art thief comedy. I haven't been able to decide if I want to watch it or not. I enjoyed it. I mean, I enjoyed it. I mean, Ryan Reynolds is doing Ryan Reynolds. The yeah. Rock, The Rock is The Rock. I I, I love know. all three of them, so yeah. there's there's really no downside to it. I just keep forgetting it's there. And True Story, which is not a true story, but it's still a good <laughs> show. It's on um, Netflix. It's got Kevin Hart and Wesley Snipes in it, and uh, it was pretty good. We I think it was like six episodes. We watched the whole thing over the over the weekend. Um, but Kevin Hart, it's like a serious turn for Kevin Hart, you know, because most of his stuff has always been comedy, but he plays a comedian that is basically Kevin Hart, but they call him the kid. And Wesley Snipes is his older brother, and they get tied up in this whole uh gotta cover up a murder, very bad, you know, very bad things kind of kind of deal going on. Uh anybody seen ever seen the movie Very Bad Things? I referenced that movie and nobody's seen it. So <laughs> I saw uh, it on the shelf when I was working at the video store. Yeah. <laughs> Have any of y'all seen Jungle Cruise yet? Yeah, I liked it. I like we we we're, we want to watch it. We just haven't had a chance yet. Sharon wanted to watch it this morning, but we decided we want to watch it as a family, and so I was like, "No, we got to wait for mommy." Yeah. Um, it's it's it was pretty good. We enjoyed it. It's uh, reminiscent of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, like the first one. It's it's kind of kind of kind of got a lot of those that same earmarks there, but yeah, I've been trying to remember because she she's like, "What's it about?" And I was like, "Well, it's based on a Disney ride," and I know I've been on the ride, but I can't for the life of me remember if there's any story to it whatsoever. Or if you're just it's just animatronic hippos and crocodiles. And you've got a you've got a <laughs> a person driving your boat that is telling you a bunch of really corny jokes yeah, about about yeah. all the all the uh, semi-racist animatronics that you're, <laughs> you're looking at <laughs> as you drive by. Um, so it's uh, that's kind of the setup where the movie kind of starts and then it goes into a plot from there that really has nothing to do with that ride other than it takes place in the jungle. <laughs> I got to say, I really enjoy everything I've ever seen Dwayne Johnson do. Yeah, he's, he's, he's he is pretty just good. He's so good. and and like we we just watched Moana for like the four hundredth time uh, this weekend, and I just I never get bored with him. Yeah. Well, he can ele- he elevates stuff that he's in that's not good anyway. I mean, like what was that movie that he was in? The disaster movie that came out a few years ago. Uh, um, oh, um, oh, I know the one we didn't see it, but it was San Andreas. Like, I think it was San Andreas. It was, so, I think so. It was yeah. an earthquake movie or whatever. That movie was terrible, but you know, he made it better. The same for the same thing goes for, um, the skyscraper movie that he made. If, if it had been anybody else in that movie, it would have been awful. But I mean, for one thing, the, the, almost the entire movie was in front of a green screen. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was funny. Uh, Sharon, you know, uh, uh, Okay, I, I think I've, I may have mentioned this before. Ever since she was born, basically, every morning we start with snuggle and watch TV, mm-hmm. even if it's just for a couple of minutes. And, you know, on, on school days, I make her watch 
I don't make her watch, but she's, if we're going to do that, she's got to watch an educational show, but on weekends it's whatever. Um, you know, we just, we snuggle and watch TV for, you know, 10 or 20 minutes. And this morning she was going through and uh, she wanted to, you know, she saw jungle cruise and um, watched the trailer and she doesn't quite recognize people yet. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you see that guy? She's like, yeah. I was like, that's, smolder whatever from jumanji and she's like what (laughs) (laughs) it's like my wife we were i was watching a a youtube video of um bloopers from parks and rec and there was a lot of them with chris pratt and um the video had been on for like five minutes and my wife says is it is it uh star lord (laughs) or is he related to the guy that plays star lord it's like that's that's him i mean that's him she's like oh well he got he he got he got in a lot of shape (laughs) star yeah he had to lose about 30 pounds and put on some muscle (laughs) there's a video uh i i posted i i well i didn't post it i forwarded it on uh, on facebook this morning and i showed it to her to to sharon and to my wife it's uh uh MCU bloopers set to Uptown Funk, and it's hilarious. I saw it. I saw. It. Yeah, my <laughs> wife was showing it to me last night. Yeah. Um, no, I was watching it. There was a, there was another video. You know, how you put something on YouTube, and when it finishes, it just goes into something that's related to it or whatever. And uh, unless you turn off autoplay, which I do. <laughs> yeah, I turned. Yeah, it, it was getting too dangerous. I had to turn off autoplay. <laughs> I was watching a video that was just one liners of Nick Offerman from parks and rec because Nick Offerman is, I think he's my spirit animal (laughs) (laughs) because he, uh, like he says, um, one of his one liners is, um, any dog under 30 pounds is a cat and cats are useless. I wish I could argue with that, but my and, uh, and the other one, the one, the, my favorite one is uh, the dude. He's sitting in a diner, and he's looking at the menu, and he asks the guy if he has something. He says no, and he just puts it down, puts down the menu. He says, "Never mind, just give me all the bacon eggs you have." And the guy starts to walk away and said, "No, wait a minute, wait a minute, stop." I'm afraid you, I'm afraid you misunderstood me. Yeah. I said I want all the bacon and eggs that you have. <laughs> I th- I, I'm afraid that you just heard me say, I want a lot of bacon and eggs. What I actually said was, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want all the bacon and eggs that you have. <laughs> He's got a video on YouTube. Put in, go to, uh, you know what? I'm going to pull it up because it's just that funny. Hold on a second. I'm going to pull it up and I'm going to show, show it to you. Oh, you know what? We didn't mention Shang-Chi. Oh, of course, there's an ad. Oh, yeah. That's why I have an ad blocker. I'm going to mute <laughs> it. <laughs> I killed crack. Skip ads. Okay. <laughs> so it's just a, it's a Yule log. And it's just Nick Offerman sitting there in front of a fireplace staring at you for an hour. <laughs> he doesn't say anything. He just occasionally he takes drink a, every now and then. Yeah. I've, a, yeah. Occasionally takes seen- a sip of his whiskey. <laughs> I've never seen Parks and Rec, but I have run that video before. Yeah, it's it's pretty hilarious. I just I put it on one year and just left it on, and he just sits there and stares at you. It's pretty funny. 
All right, now let me figure out how to stop sharing my screen. Okay, there we go. But yeah, Shang-Chi is fun as hell. Yeah, and it's on Netflix now. I mean, not Netflix. It's on Disney Plus now. Disney Plus, yeah. Uh, We watched it last weekend. And, uh, I, you know, I was indifferent to it. I, I wasn't particularly looking forward to it, but I wasn't dreading it either. Like, you know, sometimes some movies are. So there, you know, there are some movies where I'm like, all right, I know I'm going to have to watch this. And Shang-Chi was just kind of like, okay, it exists. I knew nothing about it. It has, it's one of my favorite Marvel movies now. Yeah. I, yeah, Um, I really enjoyed it. It's tons of fun. It's a, it's got great pacing and I, I I love Aquafina now. I mean, I was, I was kind of like, she's really great after uh, Raya and the last dragon, but that was just her voice. But now watching her in a in a whole movie, she's incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, just I, I just there was nothing about that movie I didn't like. The Eternals is going to be on Disney Plus. Oh in, shit, we saw that uh, too. January in January, yeah. January, okay, yeah. That, that's when I'll be able to catch it. I'm I'm not. I I don't know when I'm going to be going back to the theater. I I, I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. I might arrange to make a special trip to a theater, like on a weekday, first thing in the morning, like first show of the day, when chances are low that anyone will be there, so I can watch Cyrano in the theater. I might go and do that. Um, and also, I I do find myself, uh, you know, perhaps against my better judgment, excited for uh, Spider Man. So. <laughs> I, might, I might try to go see that too rather than wait but uh i find it's not as difficult as i thought to wait i'll probably helped along by the fact that a lot of these movies seem to be coming to streaming uh when they open exclusively in theaters they're coming to streaming quicker than they used to just because of the new landscape we we, we talked about eternals on the show already right a little uh, bit a little we, bit not yeah not when yeah because not everybody had seen it yet so we didn't talk about it a whole lot but okay. disney and marvel have kind of got this uh thing going on where they released a movie in the theaters and then it's supposed to hit streaming 45 days later so a month and a half they're not waiting 45 days. yeah <laughs> well no it's 45 days from when eternals came out in theaters until they're releasing it on disney plus because it's going to be like the middle of january when it comes out so yeah that sounds about right yeah, it, Eternals is really good, but I think it would have made a much better miniseries. Yeah, and I can see and that. that's that's why I think I I think I've talked about this before on the show because you know putting the band back together, I now understand why it works better as a montage. <laughs> yeah, the, I was talking to John about this yesterday, and I was like, yeah, the the whole you could tell it was a comic book. Because in a comic book, you could have like an issue where we go find, we go get this one guy and then something happens. Mm. And then we go get this next guy and then something happens. Cause that's what was happening through the movie. We go find one character and then we have a whole and thing then, that happens there. Yeah. You know, if uh, it had been a mini series, each, each find of a character could have been a knight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As it was, the movie. I mean, it, it was great. There were there wasn't a bad performance in it, and Angelina Jolie, I still adore her, and she's every bit as wonderful as she ever was. Uh, but goddamn, that movie drags at points. <laughs> now you, I saw you post that you thought Hawkeye was pretty slow as well. All right, I okay. Here, here's what happened. <laughs> when you when you even, posted that, I was like, I, I don't. Because okay. my wife was in the room, I was like. 
he must be taking speed and then trying to watch this stuff because this, I, all right here, here, here's slow. the deal here's the deal <laughs> thanksgiving all right it's thanksgiving i don't have to be anywhere the day before i don't have to be anywhere the day after all i have to do is cook the turkey my wife did, did all the other cooking uh, you know i've been working on that turkey for for a week at this point so i started drinking at about two o'clock a.m <laughs> or p.m uh, uh, PM. <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> um, once I got the turkey in the oven, I, I, you know, that's when I cracked the wine. I was being good in that I was drinking small amounts. You know, usually I fill this thing up, and I was like, no, nah, just you know that much, and you know, pace myself throughout the day. Um, and and we finally we watched the first episode of Hawkeye. I want to say it like seven or eight o'clock that night after the guests had left and everything was cleaned up. And I swear to God, I have no idea what pissed me off. <laughs> Something in the move in, in the show pissed me off. And I was like, get on out of here. I'm done. <laughs> and then I went and I posted that post where I said, this show is just terrible. The pacing is awful. It, it's like watching in molasses. And then I forgot about it. And then the next day I saw the post and I saw your, your response, the Oive. And, <laughs> and I was like, I can't remember what upset me. I, t- you know, it, it, you know, I, I you guys know that, that I'm, I'm a tough audience there. You know, I'm a tough sell. I know it. It's not something I'm proud of. I wish I could enjoy as many things as y'all do. Sometimes <laughs> I wish I wasn't such a, such a, such a hard ass about entertainment. Um, so I was like, all right, I honestly can't remember what it was that picks, pissed me off. So I went back and I went to like the last point. John says your default is this sucks. <laughs> and so I, I went to uh, about when when they were fighting in the wine cellar, and because that was somewhere in the vicinity of where where I checked out. And I watched the rest of it, and I was like, "There's nothing wrong with this. What the fuck was wrong with me?" Yeah, because I I mean I watched it. I watched both episodes at the same time, and I I really enjoyed it. I thought it I, was- I have we haven't watched episode two yet because it's it's something you know Emily and I are what will watch together. Um, you know, I, I have, I have been saying since the MCU started that, uh, Hawkeye is my least favorite character, but I don't dislike him. I just think compared to all the others, he's kind of boring. Um, but this was not, you know, he was barely in it in the first episode. Mm -hmm. You know, it was all about the, the girl and I liked her. That's why they showed the, that's why they put the first two out together. Because they knew that if, because he's not in it a whole lot, that they were going to get people complaining, well, he's barely in this thing. It's like, but once you get into the second episode, he's in it a lot more. Yeah. So, um, but, uh, you know, I, there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that first episode. Um, you know, it's nothing new. It's kind of the same thing that we've been seeing, but it's the same thing comic books have been doing forever. And, you know, that's one of the reasons I don't read comics is they keep recycling the same storylines over and over again. But, uh, you know, I, I swear to God, and I apologize (laughs) 
to, to anyone who saw my post and I, I, I was tempted to delete it, but I was like, no, I'll, I'll own, I'll own it. I said that, but I swear I have no idea what pissed me off. And John's uh, wanting to know what you think of a certain scene, but you haven't seen the second episode yet. I've seen that's the second episode. So yeah, so I'm not going to ask you because I think it's a spoiler. Um, but after you watch the second episode, then did did John hear me raving about Cowboy Bebop? I don't think so. He just he just started commenting here, um, just a minute ago. So <laughs> he says, "Ah, oh, never mind." <laughs> I did get through the the first episode of Hawkeye. Uh, I didn't have time to watch the second one. Um, I had just, uh, watched discovery so we could talk about it tonight. Um, and I had time for the first episode of Hawkeye and then I had to move on to other things because I got my, uh, my in-person 3d printer tutorial this afternoon. I had to make sure that I was, uh, finished watching TV before that happened. Um, I can't remember. This is another one of those. Did I mention this uh, previously on, on a previous episode? Uh, but no time to die. Mm-hmm. I watched it. I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Greg, have you seen it? Probably won't. I'm, I'm so over Bond. <laughs> over Bond. <laughs> I, I've, I've never been a huge Bond fan. And, and after after Skyfall, uh, well, what, what was the one with Judy Dench? The, the well, I been a lot of the the one where they were where it was like she was his mom. They that was Skyfall. A, yeah, that was Skyfall. Yeah, I haven't more or less. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I thought Skyfall was pretty good. Spectre, not so much. Um, but uh, No Time to Die, I I was I was impressed. Uh, I I like how it was made. I enjoyed the action set pieces. Uh, I thought the ending was uh, was fantastic, and um, I did like how, even with a few missteps here and there, as far as tying it all together, they uh, they went from Casino Royale through No Time to Die with, in a sense, one one story carrying through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I, I thought they they carried it off pretty well. I'm doing a rewatch of Battlestar Galactica, the the reimagined one from 2004. Um, I'm into the the fourth and final season now. I went through the I think the the two blissful episodes right at the end of season three without Starbuck. <laughs> ah, good times. I say good day, sir. <laughs> but, now she, but now she's back. I loved Starbuck. I can't stand Starbuck. <laughs> and and for reasons I, I cannot uh, fully explain, um, I don't know what got into me, but now if I'm at my computer, if I'm doing some Photoshop work, what I uh, have been having on the phone for the past several days as just some, you know, kind of half-hearted watching while I'm doing other stuff. I've decided I'm going to try to watch ER from the beginning. Oh, Lord. It's like like about 6,000 hours. 16 seasons or something like that. Yeah. 15 seasons. 15 seasons of probably 23 or 24 episodes. Back in the good old days of 23 episodes a season. Yeah. (laughs) But I remember that uh, uh, our house used to watch it back when it first started. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was my mom's show when I was a teenager and then it was still on when me and my wife got married and we watched it every week then. Yeah. Uh, 
my mom liked it more than my dad. I, my dad would tolerate being in the room while everyone else was watching it. But it was a TV show about his job. Because he was uh, uh, an, an EMT yeah. in the ER. So he's watching a show about what he does every day. And just, I, rolling his eyes so hard, you could hear it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my well, mom was, was the same too. way. She was a nurse. <laughs> she went through nursing school while she went, while that show was on the air. So, <laughs> my, my, my friend, Adam, who was the, the best man at my wedding, we've been friends since high school. Uh, I haven't asked him about ER, but he he's a he's an EM well he, he's a uh, okay paramedic and EMT one is one is more trained than the other right paramedics a little more training than an EMT pa- paramedic yeah. and and he's 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 like chief and and you know high muckety muck now but uh we he they love he loves watching uh emergency reruns of emergency yeah <laughs> for for the same reasons yeah, yeah. It's like my mom uh, really liked uh, Rescue Nine One One that William Shatner hosted back in the day. Oh my she God. loved that. And then, uh, and you know, now that show Nine One One that's on TV that's got um, um, Angela Bassett and a lot of other people in it. P- uh, Peter Krause, or yeah. you have, um, and there's uh, a spinoff with Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe's got yeah. a spinoff that takes place Not- in Texas. Nine one one Lone Star. Yeah, she passed before that show started, but I told my wife when it started, it's like she would love this show. <laughs> um, I watched uh, last night. I watched uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and I watched it because it's the first Thanksgiving since my dad passed back in the summer, and that was one of his favorite movies. <laughs> He's just he loved uh, anything with Steve Martin and. Um, anything with John Candy and those guys in it. And uh, I watched it last night and that's still, it holds up still. It's funny. Uh, It's it's another one of those movies that they couldn't really make it now because it doesn't work in 2021. There's too many other ways that you can communicate and and get transportation and things like that. Well, just call an Uber or something like that. (laughs) But in the, in the late eighties, yeah, it was it's it pretty funny. Uh, where's your other hand? I got to tuck between these two pillows. Those aren't pillows. <laughs> All right, anybody got anything else? Real quick, um, I honestly, we, we all know how I get my TV movies, so I don't know where you can find this. I don't know what streaming service this can be found on. But I found an uh, it's essentially an anthology film called Warning. It's going to have a bit of a black mirror vibe to it. It's in some nebulous quasi future where there's a lot of advanced technology, but your know, day-to-day life looks much the same. Um, it's on Apple TV. Apple TV. Yeah. Okay. It's an array of, I'd say probably like half dozen uh, sort of vignettes, um, little short stories uh, following a person or a small group of people and whatever uh, small narrative that they're trying to tell with that, but uh, they find a few ways to um, weave and connect those stories together. So there are some light intersections, 
but no one story really has a strong impact or influence on any other. It's kind of like the, the stories will, will pass each other as they're happening. And they, they kind of, you know, cut between them. It's not tell one story, wrap it up, move on to the next one. But you know, you'll look at this story for a second, then look at this one, then back to this first one, then look at the third one. And then we're up in space. And now we're back down on the planet, um, just hopping back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to blow your mind. Uh, but I, if you're like me, you're not going to feel like you wasted your time. Uh, they're, they're interesting stories, nice uh, little slices of sci-fi. Um, now I've been watching uh, the, uh, I think it's uh, from Amazon, uh, Electric Dreams, the Philip K. Dick's uh, Electric Dreams anthology series. Yeah, I, I finally, I just watched the final episode of that yesterday. I just hadn't gotten around to it for weeks and weeks, but now I finished that season. Imagine instead of doing a season of one story per episode, they just kind of crammed them all into 90 minutes and, and told real short stories that way. That's kind of what warning is. Um, Nice, nice little bit of, of sci-fi diversion. If you, if you have some time and you want to watch something that uh, is not going to be saying, and, Tune in next time for the sequel. No, no, it's <laughs> yeah. it's a nice little self-contained movie. If you want some some sci-fi entertainment that uh, uh, doesn't require a whole lot of commitment, get, give it a go. It, it, it's good stuff. And as I'm wrapping things up, at the risk of at the risk of uh, kicking it kicking an ant bed, um, this season of Doctor Who is pretty good. Doctor yeah, Who, Doctor Who flux. I keep wanting to call it Doctor Who Reflux. <laughs> it's, it's Doctor Who Flux. Uh, yeah, it's been pretty good so far. I've enjoyed it. So. I'm waiting till it's all out to get AMC for like a week and then just binge it all at one time. We're, we're, we're buying. I bought the season off of Amazon. It was like, if you buy the whole season, it's like 10 bucks. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. On Amazon Prime. I have to do that. Um, and see, I didn't do that at first because I have... I mean, I have BBC America on my cable package and I usually just watch it when it's on demand the next day, but it's like some weeks it's not on demand, but it's on Amazon. And then some yeah. weeks it's not on Amazon and it's on demand. So I, it's hard well, like, to find it sometimes. The, the the second episode, it, it usually shows up on Monday. You know, it airs, it airs on Sunday night and it usually shows up on Monday. The second episode didn't show up until like Wednesday morning. I was like, what the fuck? Cause I'm, um, I'm on analyzing doctor who, which you can find here on the infinite potato Alliance, uh, analyzing doctor who, uh, Jen and I have been on the first three episodes or what, what are we at? Three. Yeah. Three, you know, I, without spoiling, um, I've been saying all along, Jesus Christ, Chibna, why haven't you been doing this for the last three years? Yeah. <laughs> this season has been balls to the wall and great. Yeah. Yeah. And think after after 10 years, you're finally able to do an episode like th- this pat- last week's episode was a Weeping Angels episode. Which that was the, good. Yeah. The Weeping Angels had kind of gotten overplayed as much as the Daleks, you know. Mm-hmm. They finally made a Weeping Angels episode that was as good as uh blink yeah you know that made them scary again you know so 
and and yeah. as I've been saying for for three years now, um, and and this season has proven it with good. I mean, Jodie Whittaker is fantastic as the Doctor, but she's been getting the shittiest writing this season, especially this last episode, last week's episode was so the doctor mm-hmm. it it was it was incredible and and she is amazing i love i mean i love jody whitaker i have been enthralled and oh, i'm not sure what the right word is for it but it's been like you are trying so hard against really crappy writing with a few exceptions uh you know she's just been wonderful and this season is really showing what she could do when the writing is up to her level of, of performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have watched, I watched the first three episodes of flux and I've started to nod off somewhere in the final act of every episode. Philistine. <laughs> Stop watching it while you're sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> if I held to that rule, then I would never watch TV again. Yeah, that's what I say. That's my secret cap. I'm always sleepy. I'm always sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're approaching the end of the show. If you want to hear more, come over to uh, patreon.com slash infinite potato. Uh, we've got extra content from our network, including early access to episodes and special monthly episodes. And it's pretty cheap. So if you join at the five or $10 level, you'll be a producer of the show. Bullet Bingal, Jeff Hughes, Brandon Ushio, Del Goodall, and Tom Corcoran are all producers of our uh, network in that way. So I want to thank them for everything that they do. They help us out quite a bit. Uh, And I want to thank everybody here for uh, joining us today. Virginia, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. And Rick, where can we find you, sir? You can find me out doing good by doing well. No, that's not how the time. Anyway, um, folks, we're going into the holidays. Do what you can to help folks who are less fortunate than you. Donate to Toys for Tots. Give to your local food pantry. Give blood if you can. That's like the easiest way to help people without having to spend a dime. All you got to do is give a give a pint of your the blood you're not using. You lose weight that way. You lose however much <laughs> weight a pint of blood costs uh, weighs, you know? Um it's this tis the season. Do what you can. John says make sure you give your own blood. They do prefer it that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott, where can we find you? Uh, I can be found uh, right here on this very show, as well as on that Star Trek podcast. Every now and again, as a contestant on Captain Game Show, and uh, still on its way, uh, I'd watch that for a dollar. My upcoming show where uh, I watch movies from the dollar store, and then we talk about it, and uh, I post the discussions. We can all have a good laugh about it. And then you can decide if you want to actually watch that movie for yourself afterwards. Uh, some of them, you should say yes. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> Rick, you and I watched Last Days of Mars, and we agreed that was all right. Once you realized that you bad. watched the wrong movie first off. Yeah. Bit, yeah. <laughs> so of the three I watched for you, one was, <laughs> one was good. <laughs> 
Well, and one of those, I didn't ask you to watch it. That's true. I, that was um, my mistake, but still. <laughs> and while you're waiting for, uh, for that show to uh, actually get a season ready for release, uh, you can check out my website at www.planetrisecreative.com or find me on Twitter at Planet Rise and check out some of my graphic artwork, some of it uh, available uh, for commission. That was a poorly constructed sentence. Uh, uh, fun stuff for your eyes. Look at it. <laughs> All right. And uh, if you want to find out where you can find us or give us your thoughts, then uh, just stay tuned and we'll let you know in just a moment. So thank you for listening. Be sure to join us next time on Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast, when you might hear John say, Fun fact, turns out telling your child you can't win a mall after they lose a game might make them feel better, but saying it after they win will definitely make them feel worse. <laughs> thank you for joining us be sure to follow us on facebook twitter and instagram this conversation can serve no purpose anymore goodbye you can find the show on apple podcasts spotify google podcasts and stitcher Fredo's going to leave without giving you a goodbye kiss. Help the show grow by leaving us a five-star rating and a review. Or support the show by visiting us at patreon.com slash infinite potato. That's the worst goodbye I've ever heard. And you stole it from a movie. Be sure to join us again soon on Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast. Brought to you by infinitepotato.com. Goodbye. This concludes our broadcast day.